Okay, so I'm going to kick us off um, by first I'd like to introduce to you the Leadership Institute Committee. My name is Cindy Van Winkle and I'm chair for the last time. <laughs> um, uh, but I would like to introduce to you a really uh, wonderful group of people who have uh, chaired this committee, worked together a lot on, on email, um, uh, but just a really good group of people that I can count on and I'm so appreciative. Uh, Sarah Conrad will be walking around and, with the microphone and facilitating that discussion. Um, you'll hear from uh, Rebecca Bridges, Doug Powell, Art Cabanilla, Artis Bazin, and Ray Campbell, and Sheila Young is not in here right now, but she will be coming a little bit later, and she will help us near the end. So that's the committee. Um, so leading the way to a success-filled future. Is your affiliate shrinking? Are you tired of the same old conversations about increasing membership, raising more money and advocating for more services? This session will focus on how to set attainable goals and following through to successful completion. Side note, I am now membership services coordinator and hope that all of you will take advantage of the new role that ACB has provided us as an organization and bend my ear a lot. So I'm ready to work with all of you. All right, Sarah, why don't you start wherever you'd like and go around each table and you will uh, please just say your name and affiliate or state, whichever you prefer, but not all of the above. <laughs> Keep it sweet and simple, please. And she will also collect your ticket or money. Yes, and one more. I know that there's at least one table where there's only one person. So again, try to get to a table where there's at least, I'd say, three or four people. All right, I'll start up here. Here you go. Hi, I'm Antoinette Cervantes from Austin, Texas. I'm Steven Salas. I'm also from Austin, Texas. JP Morgan, DKM, excuse me. Hi, I'm Ted Boardman, a DKM uh, recipient from Bloomington, Indiana. Yay, Bloomington. Go Hoosiers. Hi, this is Amanda Selm, Louisville, Kentucky, and I am an ACB and JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. Matt Sum, also from Louisville, Kentucky. Rosemary Facilla, President of Michigan Council and J.P. Morgan Fellow. Sorry, I got it. There you go. It's okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Michael Alvarez, uh, Portland, Oregon, American Council of Blind of Oregon. Sue Hansen, South Sarasota County Chapter of the, excuse me, Florida Council of the Blind. I'm a sighted person. I'm representing my husband, who is totally blind and the president of our chapter. All 
Donna Browning from ACB of Virginia, JP Morgan Chase Fellow. Uh, Fred Scheiger, Saratoga Springs, uh, here in New York, sees the other eye as well. Danette Dixon, Seattle, Washington, WCB. Awesome, thank you. Kale Wright uh, from the Hawaii Solutions of the Blind, and I'm from Hawaii. Sarah, where, where are you? Here's a Norman Ota, Honolulu, Hawaii. Can you introduce yourself, sir? I'm going to pass you the mic. Can you introduce yourself? Sam Yale, Arlington, Virginia. Hi, I'm Beth. I'm from Arlington, Virginia, too. I'm Oral Miller from Washington, D.C., and uh, <clears throat> former officer in uh, several organizations in the American Council of the Blind and Affiliates. Thank you. I'm Sharon Strakowski, Worcester, Massachusetts, part of Bay State Council of the Blind. <clears throat> Mary Haroyan from Bay State Council of the Blind. Rachel Schroeder, J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow from Springfield, Illinois. Karen Campbell, Illinois Council of the Blind. John Ray, Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians from Toronto. Hey, John. Oh, sorry. sorry. Okay, I'll check in and have you. Hello, I'm Phil Jones from the Georgia Council of the Blind. Carrie Regan, uh, Vice President, Long Island Council of the Blind, ACBNY. Zelda Gebhard, the President of the North Dakota Association of the Blind. <coughs> Kenneth Simeon, Sr., ACB of Texas. Don Kelman, Medina, Ohio, and I'm also a Leadership Fellow Award winner. Carlene Fiorello, I'm from the Buffalo, New York, ACB, Western New York chapter, and I'm the secretary at that chapter. Right here? Do you have your ticket, by the way? Oh, I did. Okay. Sorry. Anyone? Did I miss anyone? Was that a yeah, I missed someone, or a... That's it. Did everybody get introduced? 
Oh, there's someone at the very back of the room. Okay. Okay. Okay, and a new person who just came in. Okay, we'll get the new person, and then I'll run back to the back. Okay. Chris Hunsinger, PCB, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right, making my way to the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big room. <clears throat> Uh, Pamela Metz, California Council of the Blind. Hi, Pam. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Um, before I introduce Art uh, to give us our first little activity, I would like to ask that right as soon as we are done, and I'll make an announcement to have those going to nominating committee to first get up and leave. So if you are not going to nominating committee, if you could just hang on just an extra one minute, and let those going to nominate committee go to the back of the room and walk together so that nobody is left behind trying to find their way to Highland, I think it's A. Um, so, uh, and those who are willing to help with getting people to nominating committee, we'd really appreciate it very much. I know there's several people. If you are going to nominate committee, can you clap your hands? Yeah, so there are several people. So um, I just want to make sure that you you get where you need to go before 545, right? So, okay. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to invite Art Cabanilla from Hawaii to um, get you on your way with your first activity. Okay, I'm going to move to your left. Get out of your way. There you go. All right. Aloha, guys. As uh, Cindy had said, we're going to get started with our first activity. So the first activity we had planned for you folks is whether you are coming from an affiliate or an, another organization that you belong to, the idea is for you to think of some goal that you have set or tried to have set that was successful or a goal that was not so successful and had some challenges, and we want you to think about the whys, so in other words, why did it work and why it did not work? And you have about eight minutes. Probably about seven minutes. Oh, okay, so I'm, I'm told seven. We're, we're, and you guys are going to work as a yeah. team by your table, yeah, together. Yeah. Discuss. And discuss. Okay, thank you. Thank Good you. Thank you. Nicely done. Yeah, we're doing good. This is our. Gotta just do the best. When it's your time to present, you guys will need to come to the podium. Oh, okay. You're gonna get down. You're gonna get down. Get down tonight. Yeah. Be careful. Get the dance floor right up there and get down. Be careful. Be careful. Yell for Mona. Um, so, uh, the only microphone we have up here yeah, is the one that's going on. Oh, okay. So, no, you don't no, want to no. use that when it's sure. No problem. Sure. No, 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 no. We're 
Rogers this year. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So who's doing the report out? Uh, Rebecca. Okay. Yeah. So she'll go up there. And then I'll introduce you. Are you talking last or are they using the report out? No. Oh. I don't think so. And then report out. I can see Zelda's still going to be here because she's a better mic owner than I am. Oh. Who's that? Oh, um, at the end, I think Rebecca and I might leave a few minutes early to take our dogs out. Um, so I might have Zelda do the mic if, if she's. I'll check with her, but she has more vision than I do. <laughs> That might change the time anyway. Oh, it's not a report out. Oh, and so that's the one. Oh, then I'll be here for all the reports. Yeah, okay. So we can leave That would be perfect. My dog is just crossing the wall. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks you guys so much. Yes. And what a great attendance. Oh, I haven't showed to like a couple things already. They're like, oh, I was gonna go to breakfast this morning, and I was like, nope. Oh, oh thank you very much. There's one more ticket. I am. Thank Sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, the nominating committee people have to leave. Oh, perfect. You can assist with people getting around. Okay, with with the nominating committee people or the people who are staying behind. Sorry. You can help them to nominate. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. It's a, yeah, you're going to need to come up here. I mean, because it's in it's in through a hole in the uh, you know, podium. Here are the tickets. Okay. I'm going to put them in a pile just right here. That's okay. And we have a sighted volunteer who's here to help take people to nominate. Fabulous. That's great. Yes. Thank you. Hooray. As I just wanted to make sure people get there. No. Yeah. So here's the, here's the podium right here. I see. And then the mic is to the right, and it's pretty powerful. So you don't need to suck right into it. Yeah. Maybe a minute. Yeah. Are we ready for a minute now? Two minutes? Um, I think like in one minute you can say it's 432. And so I'm told it was supposed to be 433, but I think we'll do 434. Uh -huh. We'll catch it up pretty good. So. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you in a second here to give a one minute warning. Okay. I can. Okay, you, you have one minute. Hang on just a second. It's not. All right, we have about one minute. So wrap up your discussions and then um, pick a person from your table who's willing to uh, report out to the group on what you discussed.
everyone so let's um, let's come back together as a group I know it's really fun to, to dialogue and discuss and we really appreciate the conversations that have been going on so what we're gonna do is Sarah is gonna walk around to each table and what I'd like you to do is to pick a person who's going to speak for one minute or less to summarize the key points of your discussion and remember it's what goal did you set um, that was successful and if so what contributed to that outcome and if not uh, you know what were the, what challenges did you encounter with achieving that goal so we'll let Sarah go around and start okay. up at this table who's our spokesperson we we talked about several things um, one was about the challenge of getting more people to participate in phone calls, phone conferences, and we, um, somebody was wondering um, you know, why they weren't so successful with that, and we talked about possible reasons and ways that that could be improved, like improving the, improving the, Speak up. okay, I'll get closer. There's How's a that? lot of chatter also going around in the room, so if we could tone that down a little bit, that'd help Ted. So we talked about improving the contact list so that we know that we're really reaching people, um, but also maybe, doing A-B testing on a message to see which kind of invitation is more successful. So send out two different types and then measure which one gets more responses and then improve on that one the next time. Uh, I, I talked about our chapter, how we were struggling and trying to pick different activities. And the, the one that we had the most turnout for was an echo tour where we had uh, the r rural transit provide uh, transportation and an, uh, an actual echo tour, um, a nature specialist to give descriptive nature tours. We went out to various sites, got off the bus, talked about, listened to the nature around us, and learned some things. Okay. I'm sorry, we gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Okay. I'm sorry, Ted. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, who's the spokesperson over here? Okay, awesome. Next. Yep, we're coming. In Michigan, we have created a phone chapter for our members at large and those who physically cannot attend a, um, a chapter meeting. And because a lot of our chapters are shrinking, a lot of our population has gotten older and transportation is very difficult. And so we've been able to capture our members at large. We have meetings once a month via phone conference. Great. We also have social meetings once a month via phone conference. And we've uh, captured 35 members in our chapter. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Good job, Michigan. Okay. Thank you. All right. Here you are. Well, our uh, discussion actually focused on the issue of goals and whether we, we, we were successful at, at reaching those goals as 
people and also has chapters and affiliates. Uh, one of the things that we that I found interesting is that the, um, all of us talked about how there's a lot of differences of opinion between different people about the priorities and about how certain things uh, should be done. Also, there is differences, striking differences, about the success of certain fundraising projects and things. Uh, one lady mentioned about a. Uh, interest loan, which was not successful, and I told her about how uh, in, in Oregon we have that, and we've had it for several years. People have used it, so mm -hmm. um, I, th I think it's kind of interesting this discussion. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Right. Who's the spokesperson at this table? Positive reaction and a negative. So which one do you want? <laughs> oh, um, let's go with. Just pick one. <laughs> oh. Hi, my name's Don, and um, we have a chapter in Medina. Uh, it's called Friends in Focus, and uh, <clears throat> we have 36 members, so we're growing slowly, but we're growing. Uh, we uh, sent this year, uh, with the help of actually the Akron chapter of the ACB, seven kids to camp, and uh, we have uh, fundraisers. We're going to have a dance on the 19th of August. It's going to be a 50s dance. It costs $10 to get in. Last year we had a dinner in the dark and everybody wore blindfolds <clears throat> if they could see. And uh, we, we have a CCTV program. We have 52 of them out in people's houses that, that can use them. And uh, it's, it's, I'm having a really good time. That's all I can say. There. Thank you. I don't know why I was chosen as a spokesperson. I don't have any goals in life, but. Um, um, so the example that I had given was that uh, when we try to put on conventions and um, hold annual meetings that uh, we, uh, when we partner with other affiliates, we tend to get a pretty good turnout. But uh, when we try to do it on our own, um, we don't get as many folks turning out. It tends to mostly be the same folks. And so we, we tend to struggle with trying to uh, grow interest and involvement and uh, recruit new members. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. Thanks, Sam. All right, okay, our table was maybe an overachiever with regard to the question. Um, <laughs> we have the same goal with one outcome that worked and one outcome that did not. Um, basically, we had. Uh, chapter um, that we wanted to have started. Somebody had come to us from the area, wanted to start a chapter. We actually had a board meeting in that location. And unfortunately, the person who was all enthusiastic about starting the chapter there ended up having to move. So with oh, no. that went <laughs> the interest. Um, so um, that did not work well because we did not have the people yeah. on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, the the people the the enthusiasm and interest kind of followed the person, I think. Um, but in contrast, we have another chapter that had really been a chapter in name only for a while that didn't do anything much, but uh, in the last year has really 
gotten involved and we have a lot of people who are interested again so I think the the outcome here or the what we've determined is really it's it's the people that are interested in the having pardon uh, you know yeah having people to motivate people people to follow through um, and and this second chapter was a chapter that did had been established at one time but okay. was at the time. So. Great. Well, thank you, Rachel. So, um, you know, the the first part of the discussion, we really wanted you to think about, you know, what were some goals that you set and what factors contributed to their outcome or their their successful outcome or their, their demise, if you will. Um, and so the next, uh, for the next part of the program, we're going to move to talking about um, setting and achieving goals. So how do you set effective goals and uh, what do you put in place so that you can begin to achieve those goals? And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Artis and Ray. Podium is here on your, oh, Ray, sorry. Ray first, okay. (laughs) Gentlemen first this time, I guess. We're We're breaking the rule. Podium is ahead again. No, uh, no, uh, no, uh, no chivalry here. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Uh, How how much time do we have for, for both of them? 18 minutes, excellent, okay. Well, so we're talking about all this goal stuff, and I guess my question, and the thing I wanted to talk with you about is, okay, why do we set goals? You know, it'd just be a lot easier to just go out and do stuff, right? I mean, you know, all this goal setting, that's work. That's extra work to figure out, oh, how to set these goals, and then if we don't make them, and besides, then, you know, somebody's got to be accountable, right? Well, exactly. That's why we set goals. One of the reasons we set goals is that as organizations, we have to have to be accountable for the work that we're doing. Um, Everything from the largest corporations to the smallest chapter of, say, an ACB uh, affiliate uh, has to have some goals and what they want to do. I mean, you might say, well, let's go recruit more members. Well, if you don't have an idea of how many members you want to recruit? How are you going to know if you're successful at that unless you set a goal for that? If you say, well, we need to raise more money, and, um, but you don't know how much you want to raise or don't want to you know, set an idea of you know, how much you raised last year and you know, maybe stretch that goal a little bit, how are you going to know if you're successful or not? How, you, how is the membership going to hold you as leaders of the organization accountable if you don't set goals? Um, the other th- reason, big reason to set goals is you, you, know, you know the roadmap for what you're doing and you have it written down. And this is really important and artists will get into more of the specifics on goal setting in just a few minutes when I, when I shut up. But um, at any rate, <laughs> um, you, 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 you have it written down, have it something that's agreed to by everybody. And so therefore, if it's, if it's not a- achieved, it's not a bad thing. It's not like you're going to blow up the whole board because the goal didn't get achieved or some goals that you set didn't get achieved. It's kind of okay, like you guys were talking about. You know, why did that goal not get achieved? Or, hey, what if, if we did achieve that goal or over or went above and beyond that goal, what, what factors or what things made that happen? We don't know that unless we set those goals initially. So... Um, the reason, so the, those are the reasons that we really need to set goals. We have to, we, we, we want to go out and get, as David Trott likes to say, boots on the ground and get the work done. But if we don't know what we need to do, what 
advocacy projects we need to undertake in the community, how many accessible pedestrian signals maybe we want to get in the community, then we're not going to know if we're successful or not unless we have a goal for that. And with the specifics on how to set those goals and set goals that you can achieve and, and all of that, I give you Artis Basin. Okay. <clears throat> how many of you have heard of SMART goals? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to talk about SMART goals. Now, <clears throat> different SMART goal people uh, use the acronym a little bit differently, but I'll tell you the one that I like to use. Um, S is for specific. The more specific a goal is, the more likely it is you're going to achieve it. For example, if you want to get new members, you want to focus on how many members you want to achieve. And, or if you want a fundraiser, like Ray said, in a certain amount. Or if you want an advocacy project, you want to pick one specific project, like uh, getting your accessible signals or getting an accessible vote by mail. One idea and make it specific. Then you want to have it measurable. Um, you want to have that you want to be able to have a way that you can check to make sure that you actually got there. If you don't have a, a way to measure it, like the number of members, like the amount of money, like the you wanted to make sure you got a vote by mail in your state, you want to know how you're going to be able to tell if you got it. Are you going to have a plan of action? Uh, the next one um, is after measurable for M is A, and that's accountable. And some people say achievable. Well, it's not going to be achievable if you don't have any accountable way to show that you've got people working on it. So in other words, you have to find person A who is going to actually do the research and find out what ways that you can do it. And each person that's working on that goal has to be accountable for what they were asked to do. So if you have a committee of four that's working on it, who's going to do what action to reach that goal? And that way you can come back to that person, okay, what did you do, and did you do it um, in the way that we had discussed ahead of time? Because you want to make sure each person on that group is accountable. Then you want to have a reasonable goal. You don't want to have something that isn't able to be attained. So in other words, if you set a goal of wanting 100 members within six months, uh, that is pretty uh, unreasonable goal. You want to set it low enough that uh, you think it can be accomplished, but you don't want to set it so low that it's too easy either. Well, we want to get one new member this year. Well, you want to get more than one new member. So set a reasonable goal. Then you need to have a T for timeline. You have to plan a timeline. Okay, we want to achieve this goal within three months, four months, six months. Have a specific timeline. If you're doing something like for a conference, obviously, then you have a timeline. It has to be done by the conference. So maybe you want to have a step one done by this month, step two done by this month, etc. 
so that you have a timeline. So the reason we call it SMART goals is because if you have a specific enough goal and you have it measurable where you can look back and see where, what you've done and you have accountability from the people who said they were going to work on it and then it's reasonable that you can actually do it and then having a the timeline. So if you follow all five of those steps, you're much more likely to reach a goal. And obviously, you can change your timeline. I mean, sometimes you find out there's, especially in advocacy, maybe you're trying to get a specific bill passed this year. Well, your legislator, legislature doesn't go for it. Well, then your timeline might be put off till next year. But having the timeline, it makes you much more likely to push harder to make sure you get it by that particular time. Thanks. Does, oops. Does anybody have any questions? Um, Sarah, are you still in here? Okay, perfect. Does anybody have any questions about SMART goals? Setting SMART goals? I like the acronym. Oh, it's pretty easy. I, and oh. I need you to say something. Don't just raise your hand if you're raising your hand. I oh, yeah, we have you. visually impaired people uh, running this. So. <laughs> <laughs> so did anyone have questions? Yes. Yes? Oh, okay. okay. Good. Here you are. I'm reaching out. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, Chris Hunsinger here. And my question is, are there reasonable ways to determine whether a goal is a realistic one? Um, you know, all of us who hope to do something will think that what their goal, what they've chosen as a goal, is realistic. When in reality, uh, it's not. Um, are there places that we can go that will say what participation levels should you expect for? A particular kind of activity. For instance, the kind of things that poll, polling people do, or the kinds of people that the kinds of things that survey people do when they look for answers. How many people will complete a survey? If you send out 250 surveys, how many do you expect to come back? Is there is there like a handbook on that? Actually, uh, it's a, that's a good question. Uh, one of the things you can do, depending on what kind of a goal it is. We have committees in ACB. So for example, if you want a goal for your membership, you could ask people on the membership committee. If you have a goal uh, considering fundraising, contact the fundraising, the RDC committee in ACB, et cetera. And they might help you be able to determine why it might, why it may, might be a good goal. And advocacy, the advocacy committee, um, they might be able to help you. And as far as surveys go, um, I've conducted surveys for lots of different groups, and it's tough. It, it, you really have to work at getting people to sign up for surveys. So um, it's, you know, doing a survey, the more important it is to the people in your group, the more likely they are to fill it out. Can I add to that? I, sure. I was going to add too, so go ahead, Doug. Okay, thanks. Um, the other thing, am I near the? Microphone's to the right. To the right, there we go. Okay, the other thing that I think is incorporated into the uh, figuring out whether it's realistic or not is to sit down and break up 
the goal into component parts. So you really need to look at, well, if we want to get 15 you know, new members or 30 new members or whatever it is, what is it going to take to do that specifically? Not, you know, so, you know, well, we need to have, you know, so many phone calls or uh, we need to have some kind of a workshop that attracts, you know, so that you really get into the, into the weeds about what you're trying to accomplish and how it is you're going to try to accomplish it. And then you can take a look at all those steps and see whether you think that it really can happen. So, and I was just going to say that, I mean, this is a really good question because it's really at the crux of it all, right? Um, because people have big dreams about making big things happen. And, but you, I think that your checklist is, is to keep it smart. So there's your checklist. Like if you miss any component of smart, which includes timeline, right? Reasonable is kind of uh, in, interpretive, right? So, um, you know, I think that reasonable is, is the timeline reasonable even? Is the timeline achievable? Who's going to hold people accountable for that timeline? So you could take your SMART and, and put it to all of these other, the, those components of SMART. Uh, measurable. Um, is it reasonable? So, you know, do you see what I'm saying? I'm asking the same questions of each of those components. And how are we going to hold ourselves accountable? And so, you know, you might want to grow by 100 people. That's great. But is that reasonable? Probably not. Um, and so, you know, coming up with that number and then specific really is very helpful, too, because it helps us hone in on something and takes things down to more components, as Doug was talking about. Who's going to do it? That's being specific. So if you can't get that specific, then it's not reasonable, right? So just because somebody comes to your board and says, this is our goal, and yeah, we've got a number, so now it's measurable, and we've got a timeline, we're going to finish it in six months, you know, so there's our timeline. You go back to specific. So who's going to do it? How is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? You know, it's okay. Those who, what, when, where, why, how, we still need to use those in that specific component, right? So um, I think that we, the accountability, there's a lot of accountability that takes place when we're setting a goal. It's not just coming to the next meeting and holding somebody accountable, did you send out the newsletter or whatever, right? It's not that easy. Did you make those phone calls? And the accountability piece needs to take place not at a board meeting, by the way, right? There needs to be somebody that takes charge of that goal, is responsible for it, is navigating it, and is holding everybody to the fire. So somebody has to be responsible for and hold accountable the, the different parts, the different people that are in charge of that goal. Um, so there are layers of a goal. And, you know, I think that that's, that all falls under specific. The layers fall under specific. 
Um, it's pretty easy to come up with a, a measure, a number. I want to raise $1,500. We want to send five people to convention. I mean, those are pretty easy to come up with, right? Um, and when you're wanting to raise money, you know, you come up with how much is it going to cost? Why are you raising money? So those are some of the specifics. You know, you can say you want to raise money. People want to know what the money's going toward. So again, specific, be specific. That is really important. Have somebody that's responsible, that's taking, uh, that's accountable for that, the whole goal. And they're not the ones that have to do all of the work. That's not fair. It should not fall on any one person. But they need to be the ones that are responsible and holding people accountable. So, um, and then, you know, use your timeline accordingly. You may need to become very specific about your timeline. Timelines are really helpful. You know, they are kind of like, they help us guide our outline. They get, keep us on our path. And um, they, they give us our deadline date. And then sometimes it's really good to move backward from your deadline date and um, figure out what needs to happen before this can happen. And then what needs to happen before this can happen. And so on and so on. And it helps you become very specific in navigating that timeline. So don't be afraid to use all of the components of SMART as you figure out each component of SMART. Does that make sense? That's you know, very well said. Yeah, we need, we need to use all of them for each piece. So uh, none of them are exclusive on their own. They, they, they all run together, and we need to use each of them to, like as a checklist. So, and I think of all of them, you know, I want to say accountability is so important, and it is. I think really specific, being as specific as you can is really going to help guide your, all the rest of it. So, um, any other questions? How many times we have? And we're still good. All right, yeah. say it a little bit louder so I can find you. Danette? Microphone's yeah. going around. Coming. Yes. Um, we have about five minutes, so if we can um, keep questions coming quickly. Okay, it's Danette. Yes, Danette. So a lot of this comes back to communication, communication, communication. Sure. Yes? Yep. yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have to have a group that's willing to work, willing to work together. And again, you know, all of the other pieces, right? Accountable and, but communication is absolutely important. Sure. So, yep, I'm right here. Come in. Okay. Thank you. Um, this is Sharon. I was just thinking that um, in the Quaker church, they have a concept of consensus. And sometimes a goal can be very worthy, but if people don't buy into it, it's not going to happen. Sure. So that doesn't mean that everybody has to agree with every bit of it, but I think especially in a small chapter, you really have to send, have a sense that people are going to do something about it. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and with that said, if you, again, we go fall back to SMART, right? If you have the people to do the work and you're specific and you have the timeline and again, you're specific about the timeline and you have somebody that's accountable. Even if you're a chapter of eight people, 
if you have three or four people to do that project and you have it all written out and, and you keep smart about that goal, it still can happen. You're right. You want the most buy-in you can, of course. I have a question. My name is Norman. I am um, <clears throat> having... How do you motivate people, get people to buy into um, what your your project is, or how do you run people to want to do that? Yeah, yeah um, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. It's a good question, and I think it's a good lead-in to our next um, presentation. But I think that when people see a a goal being achieved, when people see the process working, when people see that there is a timeline and you're not just going willy-nilly, you know what I mean? When it, when it, there's a foundation piece in place and there's um, accountability and all of that takes takes place, people become more excited about it. So I think it's really important that when you're setting a goal, and it, it can be a personal goal, it can be a chapter goal, it can be a state goal, um, a committee goal, whatever it happens to be, the more specific, measurable, accountable, reasonable, and and you know using the timeline to get you there, the more you can use all of that, the more respect that goal will have by others, and people get energized by it. I do believe that. It's, it's, it just kind of falls into place. Any other questions? And I, I do think that Doug will hit on some of that, though, Norman. Anything else? No? All right. Um, without further ado, then, I am going to have Doug come up, and um, he will uh, lead you guys on another discussion question, which actually will have some feedback. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah. So, Sarah, we're not done. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. Sarah, I need you to get my ticket up here. Oh, sure. I'll take, I'll take your ticket. Okay. So that's a perfect lead-in question uh, to what, I'm, what I was going to cover. And I'm going to actually turn it back on you guys. So as perspective or, you know, uh, uh, you know, wanting to improve as leaders. Uh, what are, what is your role in goal setting and, and completion? Um, and, and why do you want to do it? You know, I mean, uh, Norman brought up a, a perfect thing, you know, so how do you get people motivated? Well, people are motivated by, uh, you know, by a group of people who are getting things done, aren't they? You know, if you, I, I firmly believe that if you want to increase membership, give them, you know, give your members programs that they're excited about doing, and they will bring other people to it. So, um, so you know, being successful creates a momentum, I believe. And so, uh, so I want to, so just playing off of that, as as a leader, what is your role? in setting goals for the organization. How do you actually get it done? Who, you know, who, who is a good leader that you've learned from? Who, you know, what, what were the um, qualities that they brought to bear when, um, you know, when, when starting goal setting and, and, and completing those goals? So does anybody have any uh, suggestions about that? <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Please say something so I can find you, if you do. Yeah, uh, say something, please, if you have an idea. All right, so if you wanted to set a goal, uh, oh, I, I, I did want to go back. Another aspect of specific that uh, I think sort of uh, we missed was, you know, if you want 50 new members, are they going to be new members or are they going to be re-enrolling old members? You know, your strategies are going to be different for those two groups, aren't they? And maybe two different people and different uh, things are going to be involved. So you want to break down your goals, uh, fundraising. How much of it is going to be from grants? How much of it is going to be from 50-50 raffles? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so you can be specific in, that, in the, that way also once you've decided on a goal. But how do you and a group of people, uh, if you're the leader, how, how, do you, how do you come up with a goal? Um, I would just say something. Okay. Great. Well, um, I think uh, one of the things that we have to think about is, um, is when it comes to how we get members or how we attract or get people to be involved, is that we really get to know in a in really a, a social sense and a real personal sense um, to, to the different members. I can tell you, unfortunately, the current chapter that I'm in does not do this, but the previous chapter did. They sent birthday cards to the members on their birthdays. And they would, um, when one was ill, um, we would, they, would call, they would call them. Some, sometimes um, when um, some of our members have died, I have gone to the funerals. I've gone to several funerals of members who have died. And I think that we, you know, that's one thing is that we, we really look at the people. I mean, we talk about ACB family, and I think that we are kind of a family. Okay, yeah, good, good. But I'd like to go even beyond that because people come to us for many reasons. But usually they're excited about one. You know, whether it be a bad relationship that they had with rehabilitation agency or, um, you know, they got discriminated against, you know, da, 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 uh, you know uh, or they couldn't vote uh, independently. So they've got, they come with, um, with passion for something or, or, or not. Um, and so perhaps one of the things that, that we can tap into as leaders is the passion of our, of our members and say, you know, what are you upset about? You know, or what, what are you excited about? You know, what, what do you want to work on? I'd like to share an example. Good. Okay. Um, so Doug asked us to think about somebody or something where it worked, right? Something. Um, and so I started thinking about what, what in my own local chapter um, happened. And it, it actually was something that I um, helped create. But uh, we wanted to do fundraising. And every time ideas came, people come up with ideas. And then there's like long discussions in the meeting. And it gets really lengthy. And then we leave. And nobody has a sense of what we're going to do. And so about seven years ago, I uh, suggested that we hold a fundraiser to help members go to convention. 
And, but I had thought it out before I ever came to the meeting. I knew that I wanted us to raise money for convention, that um, we would sell tickets, the date we were gonna go to Outback Steakhouse, the cost was $5 per ticket to us, so we were gonna charge $15 per ticket, um, so we were gonna make a profit of $10 per ticket. Um, if we held it on the first Saturday in October, then we wanted to have tickets out and ready for sale at our first meeting in August. Um, so we can't, So all of that was thought up before I brought it up to our membership. And I think that um, a lot of people make a mistake about having, remember I said about willy-nilly? You know, people can't buy into that, right? It's hard to buy into something that's filled with a bunch of unknowns. But my chapter bought into it, and I think it's looking back, because I already had it all figured out on the timeline, when we would sell tickets, how we would get the tickets made. All of that was already thought out. Who would sell the tickets? It was everybody needed to sell the tickets, right? I gave a recommended amount of, that we would sell the tickets for, and then suggested some other activities we could do to fundraise at the event itself. And um, so, you know, I came, I didn't even know about SMART at that time. But I can tell you that it was the more detail that I created around my idea, the stronger my idea was, and the more excited people became, not because Cindy just came up with this great idea, but it was because I presented an idea that people could picture and imagine and see that there was absolutely a possible positive outcome. They, they could see that it could work. And they didn't have to leave thinking, how are we gonna even accomplish that, right? So do not present an idea at your meeting and have the discussion about making it smart at your meeting. Instead, have ideas shared, whether it be outside of your meeting or in your meeting, and somebody needs to share with the person that has the idea how to make it smart. And if that means a subcommittee meeting outside of the, you know, your set board meeting or your set chapter meeting, that's what you do. But come up with a small group that can come up with, you know, making it a smart idea, a smart goal, and then present it that way. And that's how you motivate people, Norman. You motivate people because they buy into that idea because it's all reasonable, it's palatable. So anyway. Yeah, we have a few Sorry. more people who had raised their hands. What's that? There's more people that so. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit on what you said, Cindy, because I thought of something that our chapter did that um, recently got a lot of people motivated. So what we did at our last strategic planning meeting was we said, okay, guys, if there was nothing holding us back, let's say there were no rules, let's say there were no conditions, like let's say we had all the freedom in the world what would our dream chapter look like? And a lot of the answers came out, we want thousands of dollars, we want to be able to provide A, B, and C, like scholarships, like opportunities and things like that. And I have noticed 
that since we have done this, it was just a month ago, that we have, and we were very small, but we have more motivation now than we did because now we know what kinds of thoughts are going for peop through people's heads. Because before then, it was kind of like, we don't know what goals we want because we don't know what we're capable of. So I thought that was really interesting that you said that because um, a lot of people think they have to think things through. But um, for me personally, I like to hear what's going on in people's heads and uh, figure out how to make them obtainable, meet them you know, halfway if I can. Great, yes. How many of you? How many of you had a, have had a project and you found out, you know, and they, and ultimately you were do, you did it yourself, yes. right? Right. Yeah. Well, the first time I was the president of the Old Dominion Council, I think that's what I did, because I was wading into a, a, you know a, a, an environment where the older people had been running it forever, and I was trying some new stuff, and so I ended up doing a lot of it myself. You know, and, and, and that may be appropriate just to set the ball rolling to a certain extent. You know, like I, I did a white cane day and I made sure that, you know, the uh, Fairfax County Board of Supervisors made a proclamation. So, you know, I, and, and that was a big deal because nobody done anything about it for years. You know, so you got to start with something. But then once you get the ball rolling, then you can come back and say, okay, you know, who, who's interested in working on the White Cane Day this year, and what would we like to do that's a little bit different? I just had one. Oh, okay. Really? Um, and, and Rebecca. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just um, had one. I'm sorry. I just had one thing, and I think, Amanda, you bring up a good point that it's really interesting, and you should, you should hear from 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 your group about the things that motivate them. One of the things that I have found though, just as a, an aside and a little bit of a cautionary tale, is that a lot of time, we spend a lot of time brainstorming and we spend a lot of time talking and we spend a lot of time hearing from everyone. But at some point, you have to move, right? You, you have to move away from dreamland and go. So I just wanted to point that out. Like I've been in so many groups, and particularly affiliates, where we brainstorm because we want to hear eh, what everybody wants. And so like we're getting back to that consensus, right? It's very important. But at some point, you have to say, OK, we're going to decide now, and we're going we're gonna to move ahead. So I, I just wanted to, just to mention that, that at some point, you have to, get, you have to move. Thank you. OK. Um I have a comment here. One of this is Pam Metz from California. One of the things that I've uh, to clean to to back up what Doug said, if you're going to be a leader and you're going to set goals you, and you're going to give people assignments, let them complete those assignments before you barge in and say, oh oh oh, you're not going to do that assignment. I have to do it. Allow them to complete that assignment first. Give them a timeline. Allow them to complete that assignment. And if they haven't completed that assignment, ask them why. Well, my no, husband, no, no, no. My what? husband was notorious for that. So he, he was pushing. I'd, I'd like to jump in a little and, and say, you, um, I suggest as a leader and as a manager that you don't wait until the deadline has passed. Yep. And I would like Go ahead. make a comment about that. Um, Okay, over. And I also think, this is Ray, and I also think that um, you need to kind of, as the leader who's overseeing the project, you kind of need to watch uh, what's going on. And if something's not going 
you know, don't get, don't don't go right to that person and say, well, you're not doing it. I got to do it. You know, talk to them and you know, say, hey, you know, I noticed that um, you know things aren't moving along as uh, you know with this. Is, do you need some help? Is there something? Is, are there some roadblocks that we need to to help you? That I can help you get out of the way. Those kind of things. I think trying to be and do it in an encouraging way to say, hey, I'm not going to yell at you for not completing the assignment, but I want to help you and help you find help you to be successful and complete this assignment because I value you and I think that you're a good member and a good person for the project. And I want you to be successful. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was somebody else who wanted to comment. Is that right? So there's someone. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Toward the front here, I think. Sorry. On the left. Talk one more time. Ah, gotcha. Hi, this is Peggy Garrett, and to kind of piggyback on, on what they said, is it's, it's very difficult sometimes because when you ask people to do things or sometimes they volunteer to do things, time is going along and the things aren't getting done. And you don't want to get a reputation for asking people to do things and then not you know following through and doing it yourself, but at the same time, if you're the leader and you're kind of in charge, you know that the bottom line is going to fall back on you if it doesn't get done. So you find yourself in kind of a catch-22 position. How long do you wait before you step in to make sure uh, that the task is done? So it's, you kind of have to look at each person and it's each situation differently. Um, know the person that you're dealing with. Know if they're a last-minute person if they have a reputation for getting things done or not. And to kind of uh, go back to what Doug had asked earlier about how to get support for, for getting uh, your goals accomplished, I think it helps a lot if you, number one, know the person, uh, know their reputation for getting things done, know if they have experience in that particular area, can you depend on them. Sometimes some people are very busy and they tend not to get things done as quickly, but if they have a reputation for getting it done, then you know maybe give them a little bit more time. But when people have experience in a certain area, or if you know that they support that particular goal, uh, that's a, a good way of putting people in those positions. If they are kind of wishy-washy, well, yeah, that sounds good, but you're not real sure that they're going to uh, be the best person, it kind of works if you have a committee that has some of both people, uh, those who are, you know are going to support it, the others who may be learning, may not be quite as, I don't want to say qualified, but maybe not quite as experienced, yep. or maybe not even sure, but are willing to learn. And in most cases, that, that has worked quite well. Uh, yeah, we're going uh, we're going to have to wrap it up pretty soon. And uh, I, I want to also emphasize that we're working with volunteers. So it's a different situation than working with uh, people, you know, people who are earning a living doing their jobs. Um, if we if we beat them up and 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 you know and stuff, they're going to go away and not come back. So I don't think we want to put ourselves in that position. However, on the other hand, just because we're a voluntary organization doesn't mean that we should put up with uh, oh I, I can do it next month if it, you know if I don't get it done this month. So we can be a little bit firmer than that, but we don't want to beat people up. Uh, 
Um, I, I did want to, there was somebody over here in, in toward the front on my left um, who, who had one comment, so uh, I'd like to do Someone one more and then. Over here? I don't see anyone over here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there is. Uh, wait. They said over to the left. So, oh, okay. I'll ask if Sheila's in the room. Is Sheila in the room? Okay, I got she it. It's Chris Hunsinger. Um, I, I think that some people see their job as a facilitator of a group, and some people see their job as a leader. And depending on your group, sometimes facilitator works and sometimes leader works, obviously. Um, Cindy's example seemed like she was a leader, and some other people might say, let's, let's um, delve into this and figure out what you guys really want to do. Now, that takes longer, and it may or may not actually result in a better product. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the issue that comes up. I think all of us who feel motivated want to a little bit lean towards telling people rather than asking and lean towards <laughs> um, thinking that we know the answer instead of listening to the questions. So, super, thank you. For clarification, as Sheila's making her way up, um, my, my example was after there had been discussion in our chapter meeting about needing to raise money for convention. So it wasn't that I just came up with an idea on my own without prior, you know what I mean? There was, there was actually a lot of discussion that went nowhere. So, um, okay. Uh, Sheila. I'm going to let you come up here, and Sheila's going to kind of take us uh, to a final thought. We're not going to have time for the sharing piece of it, but maybe they could take it outside and, and share you, with, yeah. What would you like? <laughs> you want me to finish it? Yeah, no, the, the, the question that they're supposed to be thinking on. Do you oh, know? okay. Yeah. I, am, I am so sorry. Where's okay. the microphone? It's to the right. <laughs> No, actually, it was very crowded. Um, I apologize for being late. I was in the president's reception up at 1444 in Riverside. So um, anyway, my part was supposed to be to kind of say, you don't have to be president to move forward with ideas. Um, yes, I am president of FCB now, but you've got so many membership um, assets to, to draw from. And Peggy, you're right. You've got to learn your members. You've got to figure out what they can and cannot do. And don't assign somebody something that you know they can't follow through with. And make sure that you give them something little to do. And if they can do that something little, then they might want to do something better. So all of us have good characteristics to follow through with. We just got to learn what they are. So thank you for being here today. And, and I'm going to finish it up. And Cindy is going to end it. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, one thing that we would like you to think about is a goal that you would like to set for yourself, whether it be personally or for your chapter affiliate board committee, whatever it is, something you would like to see that you think is achievable and share it with somebody. It doesn't mean that you're committing to anything. Just a, it could be even one of those pie in the sky goals, right? 
but then you 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 have it when you voice it to somebody it makes it more real and then you can work on making it smart right uh, sometimes those pie in the sky goals are not they're not smart when we start out with them but we can work on them piece by piece and make them smart so i want to thank each of you for taking time out of your busy convention to be with us Hope you um, are leaving with a little bit of food for thought and feeling encouraged. And if people would stay seated unless you are going to nominating committee. If you're going to nominating committee, I know we have at least one-sided person willing to help people get there. Please go to the back of the room near the door so um, and, and get moving to be at Highland A by 545. And um, so those going to nominating committee, please move now to the back of the room. And if somebody could be in the back of the room and say something, could somebody go to the back of the room and shout out so people know? No, there's somebody back there. Yeah. And have fun in nominating committee. <laughs> it's so much fun. Have fun. Um, I'm sorry? We're nominating? Oh, I'm, who am I? What am I? I am membership services coordinator, so now I'm, I'm a staff for ACB. I am past president of Washington Council of the Blind, um, four terms. And I've served on the Board of Publications for ACB and I am not a I'm staff member now. But I just I, I'm not an I'm not an elected officer. I actually just got so I was chair of this committee for the last year and I just got hired by ACB and moved to Minneapolis on June sixth and started working for ACB on June tenth. So I'm actually a staff member. If you're not clear on that, stay, stay and you can come talk to me. I'll, I'll try and explain. Yeah. I'll try and explain it. All right. I think nominating people are gone. So you guys, go for it. Have dinner, whatever you're doing. Have fun the rest of the evening. I'll see you at karaoke if you're going. Okay. Thank you, guys.